Lieutenant Colonel Tony Hafler and Sergeant First Class Jake Connor from the 101st Public Affairs Office stopped by to chat with Charlie and Katie about Operation Lethal Eagle, which is a training operation happening at Fort Campbell in August and is the reason you'll be seeing more helicopters flying over town and why you will most likely be hearing more big booms from post. Clarksville's conversation is powered by FNM Bank. Well, Katie, you know I love Fort Campbell. I sure do. And we've got two special guys with us today, and I can't wait till you learn their story and hear about what's going on. Well, I've enjoyed talking to you guys off uh, mic. Sometimes some of the best conversations happen off mic, and I'm like, why are we talking right now? Because <laughs> this has been good stuff. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. So, so... How did you guys, you, whoever wants to go first, but how did you end up at Fort Campbell? What's your, what's your history in the military, and how did you get so lucky to be at the best division in the Army? Well, yeah, that is absolutely true, Charlie. We are at the best division, or we are in the best division in the United States Army. Uh, much like Jake, we kind of come from similar backgrounds earlier in our military career. Uh, we both were in a combat arms branch. So uh, think cavalry, reconnaissance and surveillance kind of background mm-hmm. uh, for the Army. The guys that were the big crazy Stetson hats, yeah. that was us growing up. Um, I came in the Army in 2004, right out of ROTC, and I was a, a platoon leader up at Fort Drum, New York, uh, and then made my way over into being um, – being a public affairs officer, which I'm currently still serving as now, but uh, I've got to great, go to great spots like Iraq and Afghanistan, and most recently coming back from a, a 10-month deployment with the 101st Airborne Division in Eastern Europe, uh, where we responded to Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Outside of the military, I'm a father of uh, three young kids who uh, keep me busy and, and, and keep me going and keep me motivated. And I'm, I'm married to uh, my lovely wife for for the last 13 years. So, uh, you know, just. And are you a Green Bay Packer fan? Yep. Did you meet Ryan out there yet? Ryan Pluckelman? No. No, I have no. to introduce you because you two will have that in common. Do you like cheese curds too? Love cheese curds. In fact, I would, <laughs> it, it, in fact, it was home uh, about two weeks ago. And that is uh-huh. always a must do when I get back home. So, are you like he thinks Culver's is the best restaurant in town? Culver's is absolutely oh, one of my favorites when I go home. I've got to introduce you before you leave because <laughs> I have found your I have found your spirit animal. That's right. in Ryan. That's he's an animal. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. He's for our sure. operations manager okay. here, and he loves all those same things. Yeah, I mean, it is. Uh, it's a it's a pleasure to go, to go back home, and like it's it's true. It fits the cliche. You know, you go home, and mom's got like these squeaky squeaky clean cheese curds in the refrigerator that uh-huh. she just got from the cheese uh, the cheese factory, and I don't know, like it. It's just a thing. So. Isn't that interesting? I didn't know you could make cheese curds at home. I thought it was something you had to buy in a restaurant. (laughs) I'm with you there. I I don't know anything about cheese curds. I grew up in San Diego, California. Uh, So I grew up surfing, building classic cars. Uh, Lieutenant Colonel Hafler has a few years on me in the military. I joined in 2007 as a cavalry scout. Uh, Loved everything about the military. Uh, Decided to kind of change into public affairs because kind of where my passion Mm -hmm. lied with communicating and and understanding the the entire picture of the military. Uh, Coming from Fort Bragg, I I 
I'm sorry, Fort Liberty. Uh, well, it was Fort Bragg. It was. Yeah. Um, getting uh, assigned to 5th Special Forces Group my first time here at Fort Campbell. Went back to Fort Liberty, and I had a choice to come back to whatever division I, I wanted to. And 101st was my first choice yeah. and will always be my first choice. I, I love the Campbell area. I love being in Clarksville. I love the Hopkinsville area. It is just, it's amazing for families. It's amazing for activities around. And I agree. That's exactly why I kept my kids here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's just a hometown mm-hmm. feel that everyone can kind of It's be a big, small town. Correct. It sure is. So you said classic cars. What are some classic cars you've built? So uh, the the audience might have seen my 1950 uh, Cadillac that has been driving around. Uh-huh. I also have a 1964 Volkswagen Beetle. Okay. And then uh, to top it all off, I have a you know lifted truck because that's just that's what cool guys do. I, well, I, I got <laughs> yeah. sometimes. Sometimes I have to have the vehicles on trailers to go to car yeah. shows or yeah. to do different things. So. Oh, that's fun. Are you working on anything currently? Uh, currently, no. I've just finished the 1964 Beetle, and I'm taking a little bit of a break. Okay. <laughs> well, I, I've got to ask a question. What was it like to be in Europe as part of the 101st Airborne Division, the Screaming Eagles, in Europe? I mean, the fanfare, the... I mean, what was that like? What was that like? You, you know, the... There wasn't so much fanfare, but it was a very kind of there was a lot of gravity to yeah. us being back in uh, our previous commanding general, uh, General McGee, um, was very proud of the division going back to Europe in an operational capacity mm-hmm. in, in almost 80 years. Right. Since the invasion of Western Europe in 1944 in Normandy mm-hmm. was the first time that the the Screaming Eagle patch was was on European soil. And now it's coming back to honestly, you know, kind of tackle almost as as a important of a mission, and that's to you know deter further Russian aggression, reinforce our NATO allies and partners, um, and and just build strong relationships with with the european uh the european community so it wasn't lost on anyone uh who deployed with 101st you know we put about four thousand a little bit a little better than four thousand soldiers over on the continent um and worked uh worked with some great european militaries over there and still are there today we still have the the patch is still there with uh, the first brigade combat team who's over there and presumably will be there till you know sometime this winter um, so the mission continues uh, as long as as long as NATO says there is a need for us to be there, and the U.S. government says there is a need for us to be there. We'll we'll answer the nation's call like we always have. So mm-hmm. it, it was it was it was a privilege to be in the hundred and first and be in Europe. I don't know if you felt the same way, Jake. For for me, it was, it was a very special moment to be over there. Uh, not only to to have such a strategic mission to to bolster and to strengthen the partnerships with our NATO forces. The legacy that the 101st has over in the area, when you meet the people, they understand who you are. They understand we're here mm-hmm. and they feel more protected. They feel more comfortable. And even to to strengthen with all the countries that we're there partnering with and training with, it, it, it was something that's just mo- uh, memorable for me. 
Um, and I'll mm-hmm. never forget that. And this is why I love the 101st. This is why I chose to be here. It's so interesting that Normandy was so long ago. And it's, I mean, 80 years ago, that generation's, you know, a lot of them are since gone. And then, but that, those stories live on. I'll tell you what, I was, uh, I had the privilege to go to the D-Day 79 commemoration mm-hmm. this past June. So right after we redeployed from Eastern Europe, I went back over to France to do this commemoration. And you see people of all walks of life over there because, it, it, you know, it, it, it's become this this kind of venerable spot for people to come visit, to, to walk mm-hmm. on Utah and Omaha Beach, go to the cemetery, you know, see see the, the war dead who are laid the rest there. Um, but you know, all of the different people, all the, you know, the people from across the international community, the, the, the ones that continue to be rock stars are the very few world war two veterans mm-hmm. that come back and, and, and experience it. And it is palpable the, the feeling that they have and, and they, they receive, uh, from, from the, the community and the visitors there. It's really an incredible experience. And I, I mean, that's one of the like, that's one of the, the most memorable experiences I'll, I think I'll take with me in, in, you know, in kind of my military experience. But I, I think Jake wants to talk about uh, the, uh, well, no, you weren't, you weren't there, but there was a school event. Uh, so, so for me, uh, I was not lucky enough to go to the D-Day celebration this year. Uh, but the previous, I went to Market Garden in Bastogne mm-hmm. and just walking the streets, understanding the history that's behind it. Really, there was something about it that just was inside you, that you mm-hmm. understood what it took for the the soldiers in World War II to liberate these countries. It was just amazing. And the, the people that, the, that understand the history of what the U.S. did in that time, just surprising. And we got to do an event with some uh, some students, uh, some sixth grade level students, and it was kind of interesting because they kind of sharpshooted some of our history because they knew it better than us. I love that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was just an experience, and um, I was so proud to be there, walking on the same ground as our our forefathers did. Mm-hmm. Man, I'd, I'd, one day. One day we might get. To you got to come back. You got to go to the 80th next would, year, I'll, June, Charlie. All you I need be is there. a seat. Yeah. I'll pay my wages. Put, <laughs> put me in the yeah. corner somewhere. Yeah, it, it'd it be would, so it awesome. Would, it'd be. It would be nice. It'd be great. So, so there's been a little change at Fort Campbell here recently. Correct. A bunch of brigade change outs and the CG changed out. So, what does that what does that mean for you? And what have y'all got going in say yeah. like August? Yeah, tis the season for change. At Ford Campbell, uh, like you say, all the brigade commanders, most of the battalion commanders, and of course, uh, the commanding general just, just swapped out last week. And you know, the the one of the wonderful things about the military is the the constant is change, and change always makes you sharper. It makes you more acute to different leadership techniques and the way people do business and the way um, you know they influence others, and you really get to learn. So. We are in that that moment of change right now, but like most of us, just kind of lean into it and and well, you're kind of used to it, right? And appreciate it, mm-hmm. right? And it's it's how you do business. So not much, not much like change, change, but just new faces, right? Yeah. 
However, in August, uh, what what uh, most of the soldiers in the Harbor Force Airborne Division will be able to experience is the joy of being out in the Fort Campbell training area, uh, maybe collectively known as the Back 40, uh, where we'll be training, training our core skills as as soldiers, as screaming eagles, air assault tasks, uh, live fire exercises, so like you know, not not blanks, not simulated uh, training, but live fire stuff. Getting on helicopters. Is this when we start hearing all the bombs going off? Yeah, I'll, I'll, <laughs> so in the community, you, yeah, the, the artillery noise will be yeah. heightened during the, the time. Yes. Okay, only for three weeks. Only for three in weeks. August. <laughs> yes, yeah, starting starting. Starting for, uh, one August, starting the first of August mm-hmm. through the twenty first of August, that is that three week period where you can start to to see, hear, smell, uh, and sense that uh, the Hundred First Airborne Division is getting at its war fighting tasks, going to the field, and this has been planned. This isn't like in response to anything. This has yeah. been a planned event. I live as far south as you can go in Montgomery County and I can still hear it out at Do my you? house. Yeah. It, well, a lot of it depends on which what direction sure, the weather's sure. going too. Well, I mean, definitely the wind. Say the sound, it's the sound of freedom. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I it. Is, that's what I, that's it what I, it I doesn't bother me. I love it. It doesn't bother me one bit. And, and you know what? If you're, up, if you're up in Clarksville, you may see a lot more uh, helicopter activity in the air. So we're going to be using uh, some of that airspace to transit from our training area uh, to a couple uh, a couple spots a little further north up into Kentucky and even all the way up to, to Fort Knox. But they're going to use uh, uh, Hopkinsville Airport to do some refueling. So if you see if you see helicopters, military helicopters uh, in, in the area, know that it's a planned thing. It's not uh, in response to anything or no emergency. It's training. It's training. Mm-hmm. Yep. We, we love to train. Mm-hmm. And and I guarantee it, that will probably cut back on the amount of vehicles coming and going out of Fort Campbell for sure. Yes, uh, definitely a lot less vehicles coming out because, I mean, you, your Screaming Eagles will be out in the field yeah. uh, becoming more lethal. Uh, I mean, we already, already, we already are the most lethal division in the world. So we're just we're making that even better. Mm-hmm. And and some of the. Some of the gates, some of the traffic control points that are more out in kind of the, uh, you know, the the rural areas of Fort Campbell will be closed down. And we're going to we'll publish a couple messages out to the community to mm-hmm. let them know yeah. those gates are going to be closed if in, in the off chance that they use those gates to get on and off base. Uh, just be aware that some of those may have, have been closed or they may adjust while we're in the field during that period. One thing to also know, too, during the first few days of the uh, the training exercise, there'll, there'll be a little bit heavier traffic <laughs> on 24 and also going uh, headed out to Fort Knox because we'll be uh, transporting vehicles uh, that way. Oh, wow. Yeah, well, that's a lot going on. Yeah. So, so some military convoys and really. As with all these things, safety is always the biggest concern. So we, we want people to know that military convoys are going to move slower. They're going to be a little bit bigger. They're not going to have as much control on the road as uh, as as yours and Charlie's vehicles would. Um, so we'd ask that when you pass them, just be cautious. Uh, we're going to be cautious, but we just want everyone to stay safe um, and make sure that we can bring everyone out of the field here uh, at the latter part of August and, and be more lethal but uh, but stay safe. And let's not start any rumors. It's training. It is training. It is. Mm-hmm. Predetermined well, training. <laughs> what, what can we as civilians do 
to support you guys while you're in the field or just, you know, is there anything we can do? Ooh, that, 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 that's, that's a good question, Charlie. Um, I, I may have to get back to you on that one, but you know, I know that the Fort Campbell community, whether you're in Tennessee, whether you're in Kentucky, you, the community knows instinctually how to put their arms around soldiers' families, mm-hmm. how to support the soldier and their family. You've been doing it for a long time. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it's baked in to, to the essence of who this community is, right? I, I can't think of anything that comes to mind now, but, um, you know, if, if if there is something, there is that connective tissue that we yeah. will be sure to reach out and, 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 and ask for. But like, I think everyone just instinctually knows what to do, right? That's what, that's what we've been doing for so long. That's what's great about, uh, about this community, Fort Campbell, Clarksville, Hopkinsville, Oak Grove, uh, all, all of this, all of this community is just fantastic. And, and we continue, uh, to really appreciate that. Well, and I think, too, and I loved what you said, it's a sound of freedom. I think be tolerant of it and realize that it's a necessary. Yeah. Now, I, I, I do think that, you know, soldiers will be soldiers and things happen uh, when when you do when you go on training. Uh, so, you know, you can't prevent 100 percent of the accidents all the time. Right. So there mm-hmm. may be some things that that do occur. We'd ask, again, the community, if there is something that we can do better or we can we can help out uh that you just let us know and we'll uh, we'll make sure to to pull uh or to put our full attention towards that and one thing that community can do if they want to kind of follow along with the training and what we're doing out there they can uh, follow the 101st facebook page or the 101st instagram page mm-hmm. and they can see all the uh the lethal activities that we're doing <laughs> yeah. out there i saw a video from uh maybe just a day or so yep. ago that's it's pretty cool mm-hmm. yeah that's right so uh, we will keep the uh, the community informed on what's going on. You do a good job of it already. So yeah, well that's that's our job. <laughs> well, we sure appreciate y'all being here. You got anything else you wanna wanna leave us with? All I would say is thank you, um, thank you for having us here today, but also our thank pleasure. you for for being um, such supporters of the military. Right, like we are your military. This isn't a a self-serving entity. You know, we mm-hmm. all join coming from communities like this, knowing that we're serving communities like this. So just thank you. Um, and, you know, we are uh, we are now over our 80 year mark as a as a unit in the United States Army. So we're proud of our legacy, our history. We're proud of our soldiers mainly. And the soldiers are what make any great organization uh, in in the military is just the the sheer professional um, and, and you know, you know, being heartfelt and being um, being active and just just doing what soldiers do mm-hmm. um, and and that's what makes us uh, so proud to be in the harm first. Well, awesome! We appreciate y'all being here. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you.